You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Hot Coffee, an interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl, one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of, and get married before the new year. Kamaya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust, or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.donnarmercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. Two Ink Minimums, book one of the Permanent Hangover series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover bar and tattoo parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Wink Minimum by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. to Mahogany Says, and I am your host, Mahogany Silver Rain, and boy, do we have a show for you tonight. We are going to continue interviewing more ladies from the Lunchtime Chronicles, and we have tonight Miss L. Loren and Miss Sarah Turner. Hello. <laughs> Hello, ladies. How are you this evening? Hi. <laughs> awesome. So, actually... Zyla Turner is my first time talking with her, so I'm really excited, and I'm really excited to have Ellen with me because I have been a fan of her since I first found her online and we started talking. She is awesome. So I would like to ask Ms. Zyla some questions. Uh, so tell us what, tell us a little bit about you and your work. Okay. Um, by day, I'm an educator. Uh, by night, by night, I write romance. Um, and I feel like I have two full-time jobs, which I sort of do, um, but I'm trying not to oh, yeah. look at them as full-time jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you teach? But, um, I actually, I'm, a, I'm an administrator, I'm a principal. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, so, yeah, I don't teach, which I sort of miss, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I have, um, so that's sort of like what I do, but a little bit about me. I'm an introvert. Um, I do not like my food touching at all. I am, um, what, I, what else? I don't know. I have like these, you know, like grandma sayings. Uh, but outside of that, I'm pretty, you know, I don't know. I like to read. 
I like to I like to have fun. I like to laugh. I like to watch a lot of comedies and dramas, um, you know, action films, stuff like that. But I like to oh, read mostly nice. romance. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like paranormal romance? I will. I'm so I, I get into a little bit of paranormal, not a lot, because um, I'm also a very scary person. So, for instance, right. I have to be careful. I am. Like, I have to be careful what I watch before I go to bed. And, you know, I still, because of it, I still, um, I um, I sleep with, like, the door closed, all the closets closed, my feet can't hang off the bed sort of stuff. Oh, no. So, I'm very particular about what I read. <laughs> if I do, because I've actually written a couple paranormals where I just write about vampires, but I just keep it as simple stuff. You know, nothing that's going to take me out in the night and kill me and drag me under the bed. Ah, so, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, that was a very scary because It scared me too. <laughs> it, it, right. I don't I'm very scary. I didn't have to watch because the book that scared me enough. That was that was it for me. <laughs> I didn't need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very true. <laughs> Besides, when I was younger, Jaws messed me up. <laughs> I still don't like to go too far in the ocean. I'll if I can't you. see. <laughs> uh-uh. If I can't I see my feet, So tell us what inspired you or what, you know, to become a writer. I um I actually you know it's like one of those moments where it's not a midlife crisis but it was like at a crossroads in my life where I just didn't know what I wanted to do like I had this job you know as an administrator um I wasn't a principal at the time but I just I had this job and I was just like you know I, but I also felt like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do I needed an outlet and so for mm-hmm. me um this happened literally five years ago. Uh, around Thanksgiving, I just, you know, it was like this moment where I'm just sitting there like, all right, Zyla, you can be upset about your life or you can sort of like, the idea was to like write the vision about what I wanted in my life and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and make it plain. Like that's what the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. So I was like, all right, I'm going to write the vision. So I started off writing what I wanted in my ideal man. Mm -hmm. And somehow... I just kept writing because I just, you know, how you ever, you ever there at that crossroads in your life where it's just like, I don't know what I want to do, you know, like, yes. you know, you need to be doing something. Oh, definitely. Do something. And, you know, so I, right. So I was there. And so I literally stayed up for four days and wrote 55,000 words. Like, I just literally, like, I barely slept. I barely took a bath. I miss Thanksgiving with my family. And I, that's something wow. I usually go to every year. And I just literally wrote, like, it was like I had to finish. I had to finish. It was actually like a part one of a book. But I finished it, and I was just like, wow, you just wrote a whole book. And I'm like one of those type of people where once I realized I could do something, it's like mm-hmm. off to the off, off and running, right? It's like to the races. And so once <laughs> I realized I could do it, it, it was nothing that stopped me. I just kept writing and writing and writing. And so it's interesting because, like, that was the thing that inspired me. And so now, mm-hmm. five years later, where I am, um, what five years later, where I feel like I've I've written over thirty books. Um, wow. And I am trying to figure out, you know, like, and so I've stopped, you know, I've stopped my collaborations. Like, I just finished my last collaboration. I've stopped a couple, you know, the the running of the groups. You know, I ran the Lady Guardians and some other things. I stopped all this other stuff because I wanted to get back to the heart of writing, you know, like why mm-hmm. I started writing, you know. And exactly. I love the collabs and I love all of that. But the reason I started writing was an outlet for me. And I wanted to remain an outlet. I wanted to be, you know, like it's not because it is a business and there's a definite business side of it. And so I've yes. embraced that business side, but I want to focus on the writing and getting back to, you know, reading the books that I like, that I want to read. Because to be honest, I read a lot of my books. You know, I don't even, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times if I'm like, I want to read the book, I will read my book because I wrote the book that I wanted to write. You know, so I'm going to get exactly. back to the heart of that. Yeah. Nice. So tell us about your first published book. My what first was your published like? book was... 
Okay. So my first question, that was literally the four days. (laughs) 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 Being really stinky and like, I got to write this book. So it started off as like sort of my ideal guide, but then it started Mm -hmm. off, you know, because I've always been sort of a storyteller, um, even if it was in my head. But um, it was about, it's called The Chase. It's actually, you know, the book is called The Chase. It's actually two AA books. Um, And it was basically about this assistant principal. (laughs) I know it was a principal at the time. uh, Mm -hmm. A principal who met this, you know, business guy. And he, you know, he like saw her, he liked her, and he like pursued her. Like, like pursued her, seriously pursued her. Um, and she was just, you know, having her going through her, you know, stuff or whatever. And he, like, you know, sort of opened her up sexually around certain things, like things that she didn't know she liked until he, like, wow. introduced them to her. So mm-hmm. I started off, like, heavy sex and, you know, serious sex, like, early on. That was, that was in my first book, so that sort of continued. Um, but that was sort of the book, and then it turned into a part two because I realized, they, you know, they couldn't finish there. And so... Right. I'm actually um, actually consolidating the book. I have one cover for it, so I have to consolidate the book um, and sort of rebrand it because it's you know it's, it's out there, but it's not you know my, my career is sort of t- taking a turn where I'm not writing as much AA and writing more IR. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my first book, The Chase. Nice. And Miss Lauren, <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> Excited and uh, can't wait until the uh, Interracial uh, Romance Authors Expo. Looking forward to that. Yes. Plus, plus looking forward to getting away for. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yes. I know. I just I just moved into the house, but it's like okay, I'm ready to be like go somewhere else. All <laughs> oh, that work. Takes- yes. I know, and I haven't had time to to finish the ending of Alejandro. It's kind of like I know I got to get back to this every time I try to. That's why I'm not online as much, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, ladies, about the Lunchtime Chronicles. So I know Bottoms Up just dropped yesterday, right? Well, actually, it was supposed to drop yesterday, yesterday. but we had a little delay, and it didn't drop mm-hmm. until this morning. <laughs> Ah, so okay. It's out, it's live, it's running, and we finally got the book cover up, and we're ready. <laughs> All right. Everybody, get that clicking finger going. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. And Silver Foxes, man, that I love Silver Foxes. So, tell Me us too. about your main character. Okay, my main character is uh, Harley and Mateus, and Harley is this vivacious she's kind of like a tomboy very tall mm-hmm. statuesque woman who reminds you of a uh, young Grace Jones um, and her look but in her attitude she's just easygoing, down to earth she doesn't like to dress up she doesn't like designer clothes and shoes she just wants to hang out on the beach and have fun she lives in Miami Beach all she was nice. surf and just hang out. But she has this best friend who's into fashion, and um, her best friend is a sugar baby. She's always trying to drag her into her lifestyle. <laughs> so they celebrate their 30th birthdays together every year. I'm sorry, their, their birthdays every year they celebrate together because they're like a day or two apart. And okay. so their 30th is coming up. And the best friend drags her on a yacht with a bunch of sugar daddies. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> well, it would be if the sugar daddies were hot. <laughs> but these are these True. old men that look. I made a me. I saw a meme that said, um, "The sugar daddy I want and the sugar daddy that wants me," and it is totally different. One is gorgeous and one is fat, bald, and. And missing teeth. And missing When she gets on board, she meets um, Mateus, who is the captain of the yacht. Mm. And he is gorgeous. Silver hair, 
body, nice little beard, and he is enamored with her from the time he sees her her picture on his preference sheet. Um, it's kind of modeled after the the TV show Below Deck. I don't know if you guys have, are familiar with that, but it's a reality show um, that follows the crew of a yacht yachting group and you see the behind the scenes where all these rich people come on board and you mm-hmm. you follow the, the crew around and see everything that goes on board. I saw the captain of that ship and I was like, Oh, he it would be interesting to see his side because you never you barely ever see the captain on the show. Right. He only appears when, you know, they have to do their little talk in the day and then he goes about he's running the ship. So you can't really you don't see a lot of him. Mm-hmm. So I made this story to show what the actual captain does on board, and he actually falls in love with Harley. Oh, that should be sight. interesting. Yes. And it's forbidden because he can't have a relationship with any of his guests. So. Oh, okay. It's a little twist there. <laughs> so, for you know, forbidden fruit is always best, you know. Gotta go of course. <laughs> you know the bad boy always has to go for the, the high rise fruit. Oh yeah. So Asyla, your your book is called Drunch. Yes. So that was do you want me to talk about it? Yes. Would you tell us like where okay. you, how you came up with the name Drunch? So Drunch was actually sort of like a fluke. I I write backwards in a way. Um, sometimes I will buy, I will see a cover and I will be, you know, I'm like, I need to get this cover. I don't know what this book is going to be about, but I need to buy the cover. And so sometimes I will write a book based on the cover. With this, okay. I needed to, I, Sierra London is the, um, is the, you know, sort of the mastermind behind Lunchtime Chronicles. So she was like, Zala, I need a title for your book. And I'm like, I don't have a title. I didn't write the book. <laughs> so I'm like, I just to think of something. <laughs> and so um, I remember that on the menu uh, at some restaurant I used to go to when I was in Brooklyn, they would have drunch. And I was like, oh, let me do that. Because I thought drunch meant it wasn't breakfast and it wasn't lunch. So it was drunch. I was wrong. I'm so glad I looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be brunch in there. <laughs> right. It's, it's drinks and lunch. And I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, okay. that's how I came up with the title. Um, but I was like, okay. So I basically had to write this book around um, the word drunch. And then I, so I had to figure it out. So I mm. usually write from, sometimes I have I write from experiences. So what happened mm-hmm. was I was sick. I was coughing and sick. And I was like, I need to go to urgent care because something is really wrong. You know, I think I thought I had the flu. And so my friends were like, you got to go. So, it, you know, go early so they can give you, what is it called? Tamiflu? Uh, Tamiflu, yeah. Tamiflu. Yeah, my so like, you yeah. got to go early. So I'm like, all right, let me go. So I go there and I'm sitting, you know, the lady was just so, like, rude. And I'm just like, lady, I do not have the patience for this. I'm sick. I don't feel well. <laughs> you know, just all of that. And so she was just ridiculous. So then I get there, and I'm back there, you know, feeling horrible. But then this hot doctor walks in the room. I'm like, wait, wait. I feel a little bit better. So <laughs> that's how the whole book started. I like that. Went around this. <laughs> wow. Yes. Inspiration can start anywhere. Because I'm thinking I don't have a flu, so I can go to work. He's like, "No, you, you, you need to stay. You need to, you need to stay home." I said, "Why?" I said, "I don't have the flu." 
She was like, you got flu-like symptoms. You know, I was just like, well, I said, well, I'm going to go to work. He said, no, you're going to stay home. <laughs> so he gave me a letter. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, if you say so. <laughs> so you to yeah. make house calls, right? It's like, you're going to come I know, check right? on me, right? I know. <laughs> if, I wasn't, if I was a little bit bolder, I might have said, you know, looked at the left hand first. To see if there was a ring on it. Like, how old are you? <laughs> I don't feel good. Let me go home. Can you bring me some chicken soup? <laughs> right, right, right. Deliver. And a thermometer. Like, seriously, I'm gonna need some mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could also be that blanket. There you go. You know, you get cold. Something. <laughs> oh, so Lauren. How did you come up with Bottoms Up for your title? Okay, so Bottoms Up is an expression that people use when they, they're drinking and they want to hit it, take it to the head, so it's Bottoms Up. Well, in my book, I decided to take it in a little more exotic way. And the Bottoms Up means where Mateus was kind of thirsty for mm-hmm. a Harley's essence. We'll say it oh, that way. Is this a family gotcha. show? <laughs> <laughs> no, it so, is not. Yeah, this, you this said, is not. We're not. talking about romance. This is not a family show. <laughs> so, yeah, he's kind of thirsty for her essence, and um, he can't get enough of that position. Gotcha. So, yeah, he's kind of thirsty, and he's says that she is his thirst quencher. Wow. See, that would be something to have a guy say that. <laughs> definitely. So we get the hot dog. Yes, is definitely a little devil. Ah. <laughs> so what's the age difference between uh, Harley and uh, Mateus? Harley's in her 20s and Mr. Mateus is in his 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty different, but their mindsets are uh, so much. She's so mature in her mindset that it kind of equals out because she was she had an MBA by her 25th birthday. She ran multi million dollar company and sold it. She's kind of like a mom in her own right, and you have to be mature. Yeah, she doesn't need to be. So she doesn't need to be a sugar baby. So she's got her own thing. But, That's good. Right. She has her own. But her best friend was a socialite as well. But they both grew up, like, in the lifestyle. But her best friend decided to drop out of college because she was partying all the time. And her mm. parents cut her off. So she had to find a way to make a living. <laughs> and that, oh. was her so that was her chosen profession then, right? <laughs> right. It is one of the oldest Whereas professions, isn't it? Harley's father was not going to have any of that. So she mm. was more academic-minded, and she knew what she wanted as far as business, but she's still fun and easygoing, and she doesn't mind. She starts up businesses, and then she'll sell them for a lot of profit. So oh, okay. she, she's not the type that settles down, but she's still a good businesswoman. Nice. And it looks like we may have a caller. Let's see. I tell you what, we will make have a little commercial break and we'll be right back. Okay.
You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back on the Mahogany Says Show, and I'm your host, Mahogany Silvering. We are still talking with Miss Dyla Turner and Miss Elwin. And our guest listener is also uh, Miss Sierra London, and she is listening to you, ladies. <laughs> hey, Sierra. Hey, Sierra. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, what was the last one we were talking about? Was it was it drunk or was it bottoms up? I think it was bottoms up. Bottoms up. Yeah. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you told us how you came up with the title, and so Zyla, Drunch, so tell us about this doctor and the story. What are the, your main character's names? So my main character's name is Ian, and Ivory is the, um, the heroine. Um, yeah, so it was Ian and Ivory. They both begin with I, which is odd, but yes, those are, those are their names. Okay. I like Ian. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the story that they meet in the hospital. Yeah, they meet in the hospital. She was sick. So what happens is he, like, Ivory doesn't have any family. She, you know, she is sort of like on her own and by herself. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, before she leaves the, 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 it's actually an urgent care facility. So before she leaves, he, he's asking her, like, you know, you're gonna need you're gonna need help. Like you have the flu, because you know if you ever had the flu, it just sort of takes you out. Oh, um, yeah. And she's like, right, right. So she's like, I don't have anybody. So he already, you know, like you know, like liked her. She because they also like you know, like Lisa was saying, like they got into a whole, you know, they had a whole argument. So this was, and you know, and and because he he's like one of those doctors who gets really pissed about the fact that people don't take flu shots. But when they get the flu, they come there and they want him to fix it and make it go away. He's like, if you were proactive and took the flu shot, you wouldn't be in this situation. So that's sort of how it started, the, you know, their, their issue, right? So what happens, mm-hmm. to make a long story short, he, um, she's by herself. She doesn't have anybody to take care of her. You know, she's kind of like, you know, living like her life like a bachelorette. Um, ah. Meaning that she, you know, she's just like alone, like nothing on the walls, you know, just probably nothing in the refrigerator, probably you know, sort of how I live, right? So <laughs> like that, and he, you know, starts every day that week. He came to give her basically like something to drink because she couldn't really eat lunch, so it was like chicken noodle soup. So that's the idea around drunk. So they made a little joke like, oh, this is drunk, you know, like drink and lunch. Um, so that's okay. sort of going back to the title about what was happening um, and how they were able to build a relationship. So he ends up getting sick. So she did the same thing for him. So they're spending this time together and caring for each other. And, you know, some of those things that, you know, because when, even when I was sick and I had the flu, like my son was like, oh, I'll, come get, I'll come get you. Like, you need something? And I was, you know, I was really touched by their kindness around it because I'm also some, you know, my family they live in Philadelphia, so I don't have mm-hmm. anybody necessarily here, um, you know, in New York with me. And so I was touched by the kindness of how people will, you know, like go out of their way to make sure that you're good, and especially when you know you feel that when you're in a situation like me and like Ivory, where you don't really have family or people right. that you know would take care of you around you. Um, and I'm also someone, I don't have a lot of necessarily close friends. Um, and so that, you know, so that was just touching. But, you know, the few I do have, like, I, just like I would do the same for them, you know. So it was, like, sort of showing, like, the kindness aspect of it, but also, you know, the you, just the, also the realness of what happens when you're sick and, you know, what needs to happen. Um, it's sort of, you know, even touching on the coronavirus a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. So that's a big okay. hot, hot topic right now. It's a hot topic, um, so right, definitely. Right. So just touching on those things, and I didn't want to, you know, it's a short book, so you don't want to have a lot of a whole lot of drama happening in there because um, you don't really have time for that. 
But, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a misunderstanding. And so she, you know, I won't, I don't want to tell the book, but she, she did, she failed to tell him something. He got a little perturbed by it, but uh-huh. know, then they, they resolve it. I like that. It sounds really good. So tell us, ladies, how uh, how did the covers come come about? I mean, who came up with the covers? Um, Lauren? That would be the mastermind of uh, Sierra London. Um, oh, yeah, so she, where we work with uh, Dara Albert, who is a great cover designer, and she's reasonable. Like, she's just really, really good. She's reasonable. So you know, Sierra wanted to try something different. I think, you know, it was me, the original Lifetime Chronicles people was me, Sierra, um, Rihanna, and Olivia Gaines. And so we kept going. We were, it was like months. I don't know if you saw it, Lisa. It's all in that group where we're going back and forth for cover. It's like what, what it <laughs> look like. Um, so we went back and forth, back and forth. But we, you know, ended up on sort of a magazine, you know, sort of thing, you know, sort of style, right. which is different. We, we wanted to be different. Um, and, you know, we wanted the series to stand out. We wanted it to be, you know, like some, something that when people saw the cover, they knew it belonged to this thing, right? And so it was, you know, about mm-hmm. branding. And that was a big piece and a big part of it. But Sierra, you know, she's really good with, like, thinking through those strategies, um, and so that was that was her and Dar, um, and the input of you know some of the original uh, uh, characters. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I like the covers. They're definitely different and they stand out. And I I only read one book from the first season, and that was uh, Spotlight, the Red Red Light. I'm sorry, Red mm-hmm. Light Special. That's the only one that I read. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to go back and read the other ones. But I definitely want mm-hmm. to read these two. And Debbie, I've been waiting for Bottoms Up because I love Elderin and she's, you are, you are just, you're amazing in the way you write. And it's mm-hmm. like, even the last book she wrote, uh, it was for, it's part of the Christmas uh, villain uh, in December. Mm-hmm. And I just really, that, that book really touched, you know, on me. It was, it was one, it was, a, it was like a, I think, I think probably a trilogy with like three or four stories in there, but hers, like it really right. hit, you know, and I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I was like, wow, what is she doing? Is she peeking at me? <laughs> and it was like, I was going through the same thing, you know, that was going on in the book. So it really hit home for me. I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, how does she know this? <laughs> Thank you. I love it. So, yes, because as a reader, it's awesome when you read something and you, like, can really connect with your characters because it's something similar that you're going through. It really draws you more into the story. Like, let's see how they were going. Okay, yeah, mine wasn't a paranormal thing with you know no robots or anything like that. But <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the situation was resolved. <laughs> I don't, I don't give give away the story, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I appreciate that. You don't know how much I needed that today. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all have days and we're like, ah, I don't know if this is going to come out right. I don't know. Look, but if anyone can actually read this. Uh-huh. But, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You still have those days. So True. tell us about your your typical writing day. Uh, what do you do in the, in the day? How does your schedule look? Either one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Lisa. Well, <laughs> well, I usually get up early, and I'll look at social media, see what's going on in the world, and then I'll start – my writing day, I'll sometimes I'll do it, it varies, but I try to stay on target because I was given some advice once that told me um, you should write the same times every day for the right. same, you know, the same hours and try to be consistent with that. So I try to sit there and think of whatever I'm working on at that time. Sometimes I have to um, do the outlines or you know, I have to find my characters, and then once I do all of the outlining of the characters and get who they are as people, I'll start writing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I usually will sit down and try to write for at least an hour at a time and then take a break and then go back. Um, recently, I've started doing writing sprints with um, my friend Siren Allen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll do writing sprints and we'll tag each other. Hey, we're getting we're gonna do one tomorrow actually. 
like getting ready to start writing and then we'll write for like a specific amount of time, like 30 minutes, and then we'll report how much, how many words we were able to get through. And then we'll go back and take, we'll take a small break and then go back and do another sprint. So that seems to be working a lot when I'm on a deadline and it's pressed for time. Mm -hmm. So that helps a lot when I'm trying to get it done. Um, Typically, I'll I'll work for those few hours. I'll take a break for lunch, and then I'll go back and reread what I wrote and try to edit and do a little bit more writing or research, depending on what what it is I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep up with my um, social media as well. We have Messy Mandy to keep up with, and sometimes, you know, we each have a day assigned to us, so I have to do updates on different sites and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. okay. not all writing all day, but it does, I do write a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very interesting and I fun. Know, I totally have to try to do that. totally different from what Zyla does because she has a full-time job. I don't know how she does. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm waiting to find out. <laughs> like, how do you do that? I, I only teach in the mornings and sometimes if, if I don't have any students that I'm tagged for, then I kind of sleep in. <laughs> then I get up and write. But yeah, if I have students that morning, then I'll get up early and do it. But I don't know how you do it, Zyla. <laughs> so I actually just, I utilize the free time I do have um, just because I have to. I really have to have sort of like peace and quiet or a space where nobody's really bothering me. Um, and I can just sort of get in because. You know, I'm not a planner. I don't plan or plot out my stories. I sort of just write them as they mm-hmm. come to me. And so I, when I sit down to write a story, I always, I don't usually, for the most part, don't really know what's going to happen in the story. Um, and so I, you know, so I'm a, I'm a, it's really a panther. So I'm definitely a panther. I don't know. I have no idea. So I think for me, that's what makes the story interesting. For me, is because I don't I have I don't have a clue as to what's going to happen. I know I have a general idea around. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a for instance with Ivory and Ian. That story came to me when I was sick, and I was like, okay. But I'm like, what is the conflict? And I remember, you know, one a nurse came to my school. She was really upset because one of my staff members. But you know, I don't get the flu right. I don't I don't get the flu shot. She's like, what do you mean? You're a walking virus. Like, she just, like, sort of, like, went in <laughs> <Wow>. on him. <laughs> right? And so, like, so I, like, took that scene and made, you know, made that a part of Ian's character. I made, you know, uh, Ivory sort of a little bit like me where she's, like, you know, on her own, independent, trying to figure out life, but also struggling a bit, struggling a bit. So she needed mm-hmm. some help, but she was definitely wasn't going to ask for it, right? Um, and so, <laughs> you know, so you put these characters together. For me, it's just all about seeing what's going to happen. You know, exactly. so most of my stories are like that, right? All of my stories is usually like an opposite or enemies or something where it's like these two opposite characters, put them together. I'm curious as a person. I want to know what the heck going to happen too. You know, like how <laughs> do you, you know, put a politician and a, and a, and a, and a, and a um, what is she? She's not a stripper. Um, uh, escort, you know, together. <laughs> yeah, How do you right. make that work, right? And so it's just like, you know, okay, let's see what's going. <laughs> like, what kind of story will come out of this? But I always, oh, yeah. because I do that, I'm always like, I don't know, if people gonna like it. Like, I'm just saying, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Girl, please. I'm always like, I'm, I'm telling, you, I'm always like that. I almost did not release Trent. I almost didn't release Duncan. I almost didn't what? release Crayson. I'm, I swear, oh, I swear, no. because I was so like, because I, because in my head again, so I'm a thinker, right? So I create mm-hmm. stories in my head. They come out like I don't plot any of them. Like they come out of my head, and I'm like, okay, I wrote it, and then I'm just reading it, like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 So that's what happens. And so that's how the stories come. But I I literally, I write in my free time on my breaks, you know, because, again, it's an outlet for me. So on the weekends mm-hmm. I write, and it's not all the time, 
But even on my breaks, I will write. I may just think because I also, because I'm a reader, I, I'm i sort of reading and writing the story as I go along. So I want to know what's going to happen, too. I want to get to the sex scene because I'm like, how in the world are they going to, like, ever get together? And I have right. to like, think about it in my head, but I'm excited. So because I'm excited, I just keep writing. And I'll write 10,000 words in a day and be like, oh, my God, they still didn't get there. So I get up <laughs> early the next day, and I'm like, okay, no, we didn't get there yet. So that's sort of how I do it. It's, I don't have a standard time. I don't have any of that. Sometimes I get up early. Sometimes I don't. Like, I, I'm literally all over the place with my writing just because of my job. But I do it as an outlet, and I think, you know, when I do it as an outlet, like when I think of the books that really landed well, well, the books that really right. came from me, I wasn't forced to write it. It wasn't in this thing. It was just like, yo, you know, this is what I'm feeling right now. I really feel this character speaking, and so let me just see where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just the best way to do it, because sometimes I'll have an outline, and it just not coincide with what the characters are doing at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like I'm watching right. this in my head, and it's like, wait, that's not that's that's not what I know. <laughs> and you, but you know what, Mahogany, <laughs> I've learned that. And so I'll be honest with you, I may have a book on schedule, and I may have a half written book, but if a character, so for instance, in my Across the Owl series, the book I was supposed to be writing, the book I was writing was Jane, and I wrote that was the first that was supposed to be the first book, but mm-hmm. this other character, Trent, was speaking louder than Jane. So I stopped. I was like, I'm going to stop writing this book, and I'm going to write this one. And I have found right, that, like, that Trent taught me that. Like, that book Trent taught me that. And from that, from then forward, you know, outside of a few other books, I've decided that if this one, if this one talking over the other, I will stop it. And I will write the book that is on my mind and that's on my heart. And I find mm-hmm. that those books, those books land better than any plotted book. For me. Wow. For me. That's what I thought. Well, well I'm glad not... you stopped James and wrote Trent because I love Trent. Right. <laughs> that's what I mean. Everybody loves Trent. That was like the best selling book ever. That was I was looking at the set. I was like, this is my best selling book, like of of all thirty books, best selling book ever. Wow. So I mean that, that one. Yes. Most definitely, I think mine is what Leonessa. Everybody really loved that one, and that was she's one of my favorite characters too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, yeah, when you when you got something in your head, you just got to get it out. Right. Right. So tell us, um, what would you say to a new writer? Do you have any advice or any tips to give? I'm sure that's to you, Zyla. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would say, I'll be honest with you, you know, it's funny because we're actually going to be teaching a class um, soon around this, uh, me, Sierra, and Rihanna. But um, I would say, from, per, you know, from personal experience, I would, I would pick a passion and write about that, like write about the things that you're passionate about. Um, right. I will also pick sort of like a mission to make sure that you're staying on mission. You know, so for instance, one of the things I realized, and I didn't know this starting out, you know, I just didn't know it. I think it evolved and it started, you know, I started to see trends even in myself. I mean, in my writing and even readers would say it. But I started, like, I wrote, I write about real people, you know, um and real situations that could happen there so you know so they for the most part very you know realistic but um just everyday problems and everyday you know for me there's a big social justice theme in a lot of my books um and so for me those are the things like all the things that I write about like I talk about special education you know people with disabilities um um, social justice, you know, race, being a woman, just all these different things. These are things I all experience and I want to talk about and I do talk about with people that I can't talk about with, but there are also things that I really want to teach around, like just looking at both sides of something. And so that's something mm-hmm. I had to learn. I didn't know that in the beginning, right? Um, I, didn't, I think that's who I am as a person. So I think who, I, who you know, what I was telling the writer is who you are 
is usually the thing that's going to come out. You know, like right. who you are as a person, like you're going to see traits of you and your characters. Um, so just right. thinking about like what's your personal mission statement and how does that tell, how can that uniquely tell your story and really identify, maybe taking the time out to identify sort of like what your personal mission statement is? Like what are your goals as an author? Like set goals. Um, definitely collaborate with other authors in your genre. Stay out of right. mess, you know, like that. I can't stress that enough. Um, I sort of, I, yeah, right. I try to be the type of <laughs> author that like puts, that you know, puts puts my head down and I write my books and I mind my business. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh, seriously, because it's just it's not worth it. Like this, you know, as much as yes, this is a this is a passion of mine, but it's also a business. Um, right. And so it matters, you know, um, how you, how you, you know, how you're being viewed and how people view you. And there's some people that just don't like you and whatever, you know, like, okay, you know, like this is still a business. Like, so whether people like, and again, you know, I've learned this from just from being a manager. So whether people like me or don't like me, I still have to do my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, so, yes. um, so it's just that, that sort of thing and just, you know, approaching it from that aspect. But just staying out of it, stay, so staying out of mess, but also staying away from messy people. Uh, yes. You know, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, and, and right, like I wouldn't overanalyze it. And also, well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say this last thing, and I, you know, and this is just for you know writers. Is just because people come to you and say, well, like I said, I'm a pantser, but that works for me. You know, but I'm right. not going to say that to anybody. Some people, are they plot and they need to plot, and that works for them. So I think it's just like, uh, you know, I say this term, my mom says it all the time, like, eat the meat and throw away the bone. Some things are applicable to you, and yes, you should, right. and then you should do that. But everything is not, there's no one way to be an author. Just like, you know, and I feel like the indie world has proven that. There's no one way to be an author. You yeah, can still true. make money being an indie author. You don't have to be traditionally published. Um, you know, and so it's just like you don't have to do things a certain way. You don't have to write every day. You don't have to, you know, like you don't. You know, I haven't written anything. The first time I wrote something was last night, and that's for that's since I wrote Drunk. And you know what I mean. So that's like a whole mm-hmm. week and some change. I haven't, you know, put a word on a page because I just want to like clear my mind. I want to, you know, absorb things. So just take the things, try them as a new author. Try it, but if it doesn't work for you, don't try to make it make yourself fit into the mold of what other right. people what works for other people. That works that would be my life. Exactly. Right. Nice. Most definitely. And Miss Lauren, I think you had a message for our readers and listeners. I do. I have decided to give away five free ebook copies of Bottoms Up. In exchange nice. for an honest review, Ooh, and nice. in order to get that, you just go to my um, Facebook page, Arthur L. Loren, and mm-hmm. you would put in the code word for today, which is sugar babies. So again, Ooh. sugar babies. <laughs> the first five readers who enter that into the comments, and you will get your ebook. Nice. Thank you well, so much for allowing me to do that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I know our listeners and readers are probably like, ooh, let me write that down, sugar baby. So just remember, you guys, go to her, go to Facebook, right. And I just Arthur put the L. post live, so there's a post on my page. You'll see it. Nice. And she also nice. has a newsletter. So would you tell our listeners, again, how they can uh, reach you or get your books, website? It is www.lloren, that's L-L-O-R-E-N, writer.wordpress.com. And that is my um, website, and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Um, it has all of my books and links to purchase, or um, there's even when you sign up for the newsletter, you get an automatic free book, which is the preview to my um, MC book, The Predators. It explains how I came up with The Predators. It's a whole story, and then you can mm-hmm. continue the story with Taming of LaRue. So you yes. get that I like that there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have another book coming out in that one this year. So, 
go ahead and get started reading that one. Oh, so there's another um, one coming I'm out. Okay. On Facebook. Um, I just did a little changing for that one. It used to be Rebirth of Lisa. Now it's Arthur L. Loren. So it's Arthur L. L. O. R. E. N. And that is where you'll find the contest for tonight on my Facebook page. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rebirth of Lisa. Awesome. All right. And Zyla, where can our listeners uh, contact you or find your books? They can find um, most of my books are on Amazon. I have a few select books in all retailers, um, about maybe eight or nine books on all retailers. Uh, But most of my books can be found on Amazon and on uh, Kindle Unlimited. I can be found at ZylaTurner.com, and that's X-Y-L-A, Turner.com. Also, if people want to engage with other readers, they can go to my social media site, which is ZylaWorld.com. So that's X-Y-L-A-W-O-R-L-D.com. And if people don't want to receive emails and they would rather receive texts, they can send a text to E-Z, as in zebra, Zala, so that's E-Z-X-Y-L-A, and send that to the number 313131, and they will receive a text anytime I release a book um, so they can know, what's, you know, because I, I don't know about anybody else. I get inundated with emails, um, so I find that texting is just much easier if I know that my favorite author is going to be having a book drop then I will oh, on yeah. my phone so I can get it right away. So that's um, EZ Zala, and you send that text to 313131. Awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I have really enjoyed talking with you and letting you share about your books. I am really excited to read both of them. So most definitely, because I know yours already came out, Drunch is already live and uh, ready to download. Or is it also in paperback, Zyla? It is not. It probably won't be. Um, I may, because I may just combine the books that I have and put them all in one, but that'll probably be for next year. Oh, okay. And will Bottoms Up be available in paperback, or is it just uh, online and Kindle? Yes. Um, Bottoms Up will be available. I'll probably, like she said, combine mine, because I have another one coming out later this month on the 25th. Mm-hmm which will be um, fresh meat, and I'm going to combine those two, put them together, and I'm going to try to have those ready for IRAE. I'll see with the timeline, but if not, I'll just do the um, bottoms up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be good. I'm looking at the fresh meat. Mm. Want to give us a little hint what that means? (laughs) (laughs) It is a a biker book, um, and the main character will be in in their world. They think of a new female as fresh meat, as in they're oh. untouched. They want to go. They're competing to see who's going to grab her. Oh, well, that definitely sounds like something interesting. So, all right, the, the book is a little bit different than that, but you know that's what fresh meat means. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for being on the show. And thank you, all of our listeners who are listening to us tonight. And we're talking with Zyla Turner and Miss L. Lauren. And thank you, guys. And I hope that you have a wonderful evening. Blessings, peace, and love. Thanks for having me.
You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at mahoganysilverine.net. Thank you and good night.